0: Welcome to the Clear River View podcast. My name is Andy Harmer and I will be your host for this episode. Now, uh, Asia has long since been a fantastic choice of destinations for those looking to explore Vietnam and Cambodia. And what better way of exploring these beautiful countries than on a river cruise? Well, as slowly but surely those countries in Asia reopen to international tourism once again, then it allows us to talk about how incredible the Mekong is for a choice of river cruise. And so I chatted to an expert about all things Mekong. Uh, Nadar Yazdani is the Asia Director for Compagna Fluviale de Mekong by Quasi Europe. And I spoke to him about the reopening of this incredible destination thank you very much indeed for taking time to talk to us uh on our podcast uh you are based you. not in the uk so tell us where you're based because it sounds way more glamorous than the uk <laughs> yeah i'm actually based in Penh, and uh, it's the capital of
1: cambodia uh, i've been there since 2008 yeah. um running a um, company fluvial du mekong by quasi europe um when I went there in 2008, it was a privately owned company. Uh, we were operating. We were the first company to offer op- operate river cruises between um, Ho Chi Minh City and Saigon. Right. Um. And business was was uh, you know the the growth in cruising on the Mekong um, was exponential from say 2010 2011 onwards. We started to see your um you know, your big river cruise players coming into the, into, you know, into the market. Yeah. Um, and that's when Quasi Europe decided to enter in 2012. So initially they were chartering one of our ships. Okay. Um, and then in 2014, they actually took over the company. So that's that's how our history with Quasi Europe started. Um, but yeah, we were offering Mekong river cruises. We started with a small ship known as the Tum Chu kind of like an old like a um it was a converted uh converted barge into a little cruise vessel uh with 10 cabins So we started operating that we in yeah, the, the company started operating it in hmm. 2002 but then as we as we constructed some new vessels i arrived in 2008 and and it was at that moment that we've uh, expanded the
0: business to four ships And and you've been there ever since so there must be a, a a certain way of life there that you love. Oh yeah, um, it's a very
1: relaxed lifestyle. Right. Um, and there's quite a vibrant uh, expatriate community there. Hmm. Um, it's just it's the people. The people are very very welcoming, very very smiley, very happy, very kind, uh, very nice people. It's something that the tourists will pick up on as well. Certainly, it's no different when you're living there. I think um, you know, you get used to that kind of warmth and, and hospitality yeah. and it's very very difficult to kind of leave it especially when you come back to europe at christmas and it's very <laughs> very cold uh, kind of feels it feels nice to go back
0: sure yeah let's let's talk about the mekong as you say it's becoming one of those popular rivers for river cruising and certainly a lot of uh, international guests go to the mekong to see it so so what is the attraction what 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 draws those holiday makers in well, I think it's just, um, firstly, the way that the
1: cruise connects two countries, Cambodia and Vietnam together, and the fact that you not only see, um, you know, very vibrant, bustling, <clears throat> large cities like Phnom Penh and, and Ho Chi Minh City, and it becomes evident when you go in those cities how they've developed over the last 20, 30 years, and uh, it, with Phnom I mean, Penh, from when I was there, to see the development since 2008, it's, uh, it's quite amazing, really, it's just been. You know, an explosion of growth and, and new buildings and, and and lots of um uh, commercial activity. But I mean, you have you have the, the let's say the city side of things, and then you have the main attraction in same rep, same rep, which is Angkor temples, which is obviously uh, very well known in the world. Angkor temples. Um, yeah. So you have that as a starting or finishing point, and then on, on the other side you have Ho Chi Minh, uh, which again was well known, you know, very a uh, well-known city in the south of Vietnam. Uh, there's a lot of history there with the, the Vietnam War. Um, uh, again, it's a very dynamic city, a beautiful city to explore, um, vibrant, sprawling city. Um, and then one of the main things during the cruise is, is the contrast between the, the rural life in Vietnam and the rural life in Cambodia. You have a, you know, it's they're both quite distinct. So I think that's that's one of the things that the, the 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 clients will notice, and just generally when you when you're enjoying the cruise, it's just a, a very relaxing, nice experience. You see, it's exotic, you know. The food is amazing. You can um, enjoy, uh, for example, a traditional fish amok in a in a banana leaf. You know, it's very unique. The the kind of you have the some of the servings are very unique. Um, the the landscape is is beautiful. You can see greenery for miles on end you know some of the greenest rice fields you'll have ever seen you know for miles on end and there's little details when you wake up in the morning and you see little fishermen with their sampons and you know in in the sunrise and just enjoying a coffee on the sun deck and seeing the little the, the fishermen go to work and the activity on the banks it's just it's a different way of life to what we're used to here so when you do a river cruise in europe it's something completely different i would say
0: yeah and and the ships are different as well to European river cruising. So tell us a bit about the ships that, that Quasi-Europe operates.
1: Yeah, so we have uh, five ships on the Mekong, ranging from 10 cabins to 31 cabins. We've tried to keep a kind of authentic style to them with the construction. So you'll find a lot of hardwoods on board, maybe some kind of uh, oldie-worldie type fittings on some of the ships. We have a a more modern vessel, which is known as the Indochine 2, which is 31 cabins. That was our recently constructed ship. And and on that ship, you'll find more mods and cons, you know, like the big balconies, the swimming pools, that kind of thing for those clients looking for a bit more luxury. But the smaller ships tend to be kind of authentic, charming, lots of hardwood, um, sort of old fittings, and a very intimate, personalized experience. And the beauty with with all our vessels we've constructed them uh, to a certain size in that they can all go to the heart of Ho Chi Minh City so that's quite a um, a drawing point as far as we're concerned mm-hmm. because all the boats can go directly to, to, to Ho Chi Minh um, and that allows us to do that we, we cross a very narrow canal known as the Chao Gao Canal and um, this is also quite a, a spectacular sight during the cruise because you come very close to the shore and there's a lot of activity on the canal mm-hmm. so yeah, it's um, we're able to, you know, with the smaller ships, we're able to access places, I guess, where larger ships can't go. So uh, yeah. I think that
0: that's one of the, the key selling points of the cruise. You mentioned some of the destinations you visit and the contrast between being in the cities and being out in the more rural areas. But what kind of excursions, what kind of daytime activities will guests enjoy? You know,
1: we could be typically we could be going to sort of traditional bustling markets, um, small kind of villages or towns. Uh, along the mekong delta in vietnam or on, on the cambodian side we give uh people an insight into the into the life uh, you know the rural life in the countryside how the people are making a living we'll also see you know you could see like nice temples you know on the hillsides or it's just generally giving people an experience and a feel for the life of, of rural cambodia in vietnam yeah. so I, I wouldn't say you, you're going to see you know during the cruise specific sites yeah but it's just giving people a taste of 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 the life within the two countries and the contra- and, and and as I said before the contrast between you know rural Cambodia and rural Vietnam you see a little bit more activity in Vietnam whilst it's a little bit more laid back in Cambodia so you get to experience this from the
0: ship yeah in terms of guests having a, a holiday there, it's not just about the cruise. Presumably, a lot of guests add on either pre-cruise or post-cruise. So, what kind of places do they tend to go to? So, it, it would depend on in in
1: Cambodia. It would tend to be the obviously the Angkor temples. Um, that's that's the the main highlight and everything around that in in Siem Reap. Um, but on the Vietnam side, you have a few options. So. There is um, the possibility to go to the north and experience Halong Bay, which is an extremely scenic, beautiful part of the world. Um, And also there's the uh, possibility to maybe explore other parts of Vietnam. So, for example, the middle of the country, the old royal capital, uh, Da Nang, some of the um, uh, smaller towns like Hoi An, the beach resorts. These are all very um, interesting spots. Vietnam is a beautiful country as well quite long but yeah not not so wide so you really have to go from from south to north or you could go to the middle of the country and then go from the middle to the north mm-hmm. but there's many interesting um spots
0: to see you know along the yeah. way so yeah um and in terms of those essentials so do, do those cruises tend to be seven nights um and when is the best time to to cruise well there were they are generally seven nights, but our
1: cruises tend to be eight nights because, as I, as I mentioned before, mm. I touched on it before, that we go to the heart of Ho Chi Minh City. So rather than disembark the passengers in Ho Chi Minh City or, or embark them, we, we, we use the ship as a hotel. So we, we include the, the Ho Chi Minh City sightseeing, and we dock in the heart of Ho Chi Minh. So um, that's why we, do, we tend to do an eight-night cruise. So it's nine days. Uh, eight nights but the additional night is is that night in in Ho Chi Minh
0: and and having been to Ho Chi Minh it's well worth seeing the city I think it was one of the most exciting cities I've been to for a very long time (laughs) oh definitely
1: it's really vibrant bustling the first thing that I I noticed when I arrived in Ho Chi Minh in 2008 was all the motorcycles (laughs) yeah it was just incredible yeah yeah um (laughs) since then as the people have become more affluent, you know you see more cars now, but you still see lots and lots of motorcycles. Um, but the thing that's noticeable is is this emerging middle class that's that's come in the last. Couple of decades, and with that, you see you see that the city has grown. You see lots of yeah. coffee shops, lots of restaurants. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's a very vibrant me- metropolitan yeah. city now. I would say.
0: international yeah, yeah. metropolitan city. Loved it, loved it, absolutely loved it. I, I hope I hope to go back one day and and explore uh, a bit more Vietnam and some of the surrounding areas. Well, you should come to Phnom Penh because Phnom Penh, the capital of Cambodia, yeah. is heading in the
1: same direction yeah. as um, as Ho Chi Minh. There's been incredible development over the last few years. You still have that tragic history and you still have that authentic yeah. charm. Yeah. Um. But you also have that modern touch now, you know, the rooftop bars and new restaurants. It's, it's it's um. you know, a lot of um, hotel brands are there. Yeah. So, but it, you still will find that authentic feeling. You know, sure. it's not like that that's replaced it. It's just, it's in addition,
0: I would say, enhance yeah. the city. So, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. on my list. It's on my list. Um, when when yeah. is the best when is the best time to cruise there? Well, typically
1: tourists would be cruising between October and April. That would be known as the high season. Okay. But any time between June and 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 the end of September is what we call the um the the raining season. Yeah. But actually, the raining season, it, you can be quite lucky, and it doesn't tend to be too bad. It might throw it down for an hour every day, where it'll be like a, a quick monsoon. It's right. quite nice to see actually. It's quite therapeutic and spectacular. And then it's done. And also it could there could be some cloud cover there in that you know in that period and it just yeah. makes it a little bit more cooler and bearable. But you know, the weather is fine between October and April. It can get a little bit hot up into the thirties. Um but it's a little you know on sort of December, January I'd say is absolutely the best weather. Right. Yeah. Um you know it just drops down a notch so you can can be just perfect the weather yeah. the, the weather but generally it's quite consistent all the all through the year and i'd say that you know usually cruise deal you know cruise liners are doing a good deal in, yeah. in the um in the off season the low season the raining season right and it's also a nice time because the countryside is very very green so i'd say that there's an opportunity i'd say all year round there's an opportunity to 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 to, to with the mekong because the weather is quite uh, consistent all year round but yeah you do have the wet season and dry season but as yeah. I would say don't let the wet season put you up yeah
0: good advice yeah. the uh it, it's obviously been challenging travel wise over the past couple of years but have, have those challenges as those border restrictions now relaxed and are people heading out once again
1: yeah yeah I mean there's pretty much no restrictions now in Cambodia whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated yeah. they've lifted um, all the restrictions and in Vietnam, uh, we're almost there. For vaccinated passengers, there's, there's absolutely no restrictions. For unvaccinated passengers, there's still some restrictions, but I don't think they'll be there for long. I expect those to be removed very, very soon. They just like to see how the other countries... Cambodia always takes the lead in that sense. Really? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the ones who are always ahead of the game and um, the others would then follow behind. But um, well, that's good to hear. Good to hear yeah. that... Things are normalizing as well uh, for the main They are. The tourists are coming back. It's slow, but it's coming back. It's yeah, coming back. We could see in quarter two uh, in 2022 there was a you know a large increase in the number right. of tourists. Uh, but we're still overall probably at the you know if we look at the number of tourists coming to say for example Cambodia, I'd say it's at 20 percent what it was in oh, you know pre-pandemic, a typical pre-pandemic yeah. year. But we still have quarter three and quarter four to come. Sure. So hopefully those numbers will see um, a big growth. I'd like to think by two thousand twenty three, hmm. we'll be getting back to the numbers that we were at pre pandemic.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you've you obviously cruised a number of times, been on the Mekong a number of times. Do you have a favourite spot or a favourite place on the Mekong that you really love? I've always been a city guy myself, so <laughs> I, just, I just love the I love the Asian city. I love
1: Phnom Penh and Ho Chi Minh. These you know the yeah. dynamic entertaining vibrances. I, I just love i love the bright lights <laughs> but i mean the whole cruise is a great experience i mean just when you're just cruising in the evening with the sunsets and the sunsets tend to be very can be spectacular especially mm. in the in the wet season and um, this is mystique to the mekong there's this kind of mystique that you maybe don't experience in europe yeah. I would say i can't really put it into words but it's <laughs> Yeah, you've got to you've got to really experience it to understand what I'm saying. But I, personally, I mean I enjoy many aspects of the cruise, but I do I do particularly love being in the in the
0: cities like Ho Chi Minh and Phnom yeah. Penh. Yeah, they are spectacular. Spectacular indeed. Uh, Listen, thank you again for taking time to talk to us and sharing your experience of the area. Thank you. <laughs> We wish you well for the remainder of the season this year and for next year. Um, And uh, I will be out at some point to visit again. So um, but thanks for talking. Oh,
1: definitely. Let me know, Andy, when you come out and I'll be delighted to show you around Plumpen.
0: Look forward to it. Thanks very much. And that's just about all we have time for. A big thank you for joining us. Your company is really important. So thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast. Now, you can listen to all of our back catalogue of podcasts via the clear website, which is cruising.org. And of course, there you will find a whole bunch of resources, information and learning about the cruise industry. Thank you very much for your company.